Hello, it's us. It is us, and we are here, and this is our theme song. Nice. I was a little far away from the mic for that, but we're we're running on the fly. I don't even have a post-it note. And now uh, it's yeah. sort of like the reprise of our theme song as you pour. Oh, right. The part two. Oh. There you go. It's um, a Friday night. We're both getting ready to go out on the town. We're we both seeing big, theater. We have big goddamn plans because we're important homosexuals in the Los Angeles community. Damn straight. Uh, I'm taking my friend Tom to see Avenue Q because it was his birthday last week, and he's just now about ready to talk about the fact that he had a birthday. Really? Because so, he had a, a few a few things yeah, in honor no, of last it. Last week he had, he had But he didn't want to talk cake. about the idea of it. He had, a, he had a big piece of cake. I saw it. That's legendary for him. I know. And then what are you doing? I'm seeing the Sonneteer at the Gay and Lesbian Center. It's, so um, mine's better. Well, I've heard the reviews are in, and we got a hit on our hands. Not on my hands, we don't. Yeah, but okay. There you go. Why are you already against well, it? Well, first of all, it's a terrible title. Okay. And I think the picture has like a military guy yes. being hugged by a woman or a guy. I don't know. I haven't seen the picture yet. I know there's it's a, there's a period element to it. And I'm going to see a show Saturday night that I'm already planning out of walking out of. You left a show last night. What show are you? You've walked out of some of yeah. the finest theaters. I walked out of some of the best shows in town. Last yeah. night I walked out of Shakespeare's uh, A Comedy of Errors, which a really, really great theater company here in town called The Noise Within managed to do Minus the Comedy. Wow. So it was just errors. Um, well, it's very funny you say that because I love A Noise Within. I love it. And that. I didn't know you were going to the show, but yeah. then I found out about it later and that you left halfway through and I felt responsible. It is it, your fault. Because <laughs> I do love The Noise Within. They're so great. And I have dragged you there Their shows on occasion. are so good all the time. And this was terrible. And the thing was they were doing a comedy of errors set during vaudeville days. Mm-mm. So it was like... There was like these dancing girls that would come out, yeah. and they were supposed to be sort of drunken twenties flapper types that were maybe a little drunk, and so they couldn't dance so good. But they just look like bad dancers. Like it's really hard to communicate. They were trying to do it as a really bad burlesque theater company yeah. doing a comedy verse, but it's hard to communicate bad acting without it just looking like when you're a bad actor. Bad. Yeah. And so it really was a disaster. It's hard to tell the and bad from the worse. All right. Looked at, uh, I looked at my date and said, we're out of here. And, and how did he feel about that? I was like, that? look, was if you want to stay, you know, if you want to stay, it's totally cool. I'll yeah. come and pick you up in like an hour. And <laughs> I don't want you to feel pressure. I'm not going to force you. And then Saturday, I'm taking the same date to a show, which I anticipate um, I'll hate, called The Next Fairy Tale. And it's at the Gay Nude Playhouse, the Celebration Theater here mm-hmm. in town. And first of all, this is the first show since I performed there where someone didn't take their dick out, as far as I know. So that's good. Well, Take Me Out ran for a long time. And there was a lot of dick in that. And they, uh, they're still finding pubes. That show ran so long. And, um, and, and then, it was good. But this is supposed to be like a gay retelling of like Cinderella, and it's a world premiere musical. And those are three words that never bode well for I me. love that the quote on the poster would be like, it's amazing, it's a marvel, the LA Times. Go see it. Yeah. Drama log. I only lasted till intermission. Tony Tripoli. <laughs> yeah, I stayed. <laughs> I saw the end. <laughs> I sat through it. Tony Tripoli. That's the equivalent That's of a ray. multiple thumbs up. Right, um, all right. I just got some bad news, which... Can we talk about the... Yeah, they are bad news, but yeah. The dish got news. canceled. Canceled. It made me so sad to we hear that. We knew it was coming. They have two more episodes left. Fuck. And, um, but then they're also paying them for two additional weeks, which is very generous. That's good. And then for the people that have been there like longer than a year, there's like actually kind of a severance. 
package. So, um, you know, my friends that I started with will, you know, they're not, I mean, they're, they're high and dry is the bottom line. They've got to find other work, but, um, Oh, it makes me just sad, but that's, that's showbiz, but yeah, it still makes me sad. I feel like they could sell the dish to Bravo or USA network or one of the other NBC holdings. I yeah, feel like the reason that show, Bravo. the reason That's that show, show never was able to really live was because they were always taking the best stuff out of it because it was also in the soup. Yes. And I think it needs some distance from the soup to be able to use those same clips because the jokes would always be better than the ones that the soup writers came up with. Yeah. Um, the writers are great, but that's just uh, my feeling on it. Now, did you go on dates? Did you have a no. date since our last well, podcast? Ugh, ugh. All right. <laughs> Here we go. And this is without a post-it. I, I know. All right. So last night, I have a work crush, a guy named Tony, who um, works on the same floor as uh -huh. us. And he was at the Christmas party with a guy. This is Tony with a boyfriend. Guy. Tony with a boyfriend guy. But he had not mentioned or brought up the boyfriend in all that time since. And when I invited him to the mismatch game, he was like, oh, some friends and I were going to come. Like, okay. it was always, I'm going to Vegas with some friends. Sure. So, um, and I said, well, then maybe we could just have a drink or uh, get something to eat after work, whatever. Um, and I threw it away. Just threw it away. Yeah. Not too invested. And so last night, we ended up going to a screening together of Limitless, which I enjoyed. And boy, did you find the limit, huh? I hit the limit. He's still <laughs> seeing the guy. Yeah. He calls him their future boyfriends. Oh, so, Jesus. but um, that's more annoying than secret hot bodies. I know future boyfriends is really annoying, especially after it's four like months dibs. or six months. I don't yeah. know how long it's been, but um, it was good to just get to have a social situation with him. But it was kind of like a bummer. And he did he did gasp audibly when I said how old I was. Um, so, but it was, we had a fun time and sounds great. Yeah. But the movie was good. You said I did like it. Yeah. And it was one of those screenings. I don't know how I got on this list, but there was free soda and popcorn and candy. They don't often pony wow. up the candy at those things. This is what I it. want to talk about. This yes. is what I want to talk about. Movie candy. The rappers are really loud. And I feel like if you're paying $19 for a bag of Reese pieces, it needs to be in some box that's silent. Like it's, boxes like this exist, they just don't. Have. It's like what, like you know, like raisinets come in like that cardboard yeah. box that doesn't really make any noise, right? I guess if you pour it, they kind of tumble and go. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. but it's like, it's, but it's not rapper. But it's rapper, not rapper, like rapper. my niece Matea gets Sour Patch Kids. It's not this. Yes, and it's that, and even she, she's six years old, and she knows to just like take out a big handful and then eat from her hand. Yeah. So that you're not making the noise constantly. And she's six. No one's ever even told her that. She's got ears. She's just. She's got her uncle's ears. She's already ears. annoyed like me. Yeah. She's <laughs> so yeah. unimpressible for six years yeah. old. It's really pitiful. But don't you. I just feel like I can't believe the loudness of movie candy in conjunction with the pride. Like, good Lord. All right. That, I know it's like a hacky comedy bit to make fun of movie candy, but like seriously, right? Well, I've been going to the $3 movie theater uh, a few times lately over mm -hmm. in NoHo, which I'm happy is reopened. So if no one gets shot, it's a good screening. That's true. Yeah. Um, That's the same theater where once I was seeing a movie and it was like a weeknight, but early, like five o'clock in the evening. And there was a woman, there was an R-rated movie and there was a woman there with like four kids. She was probably about 20. And... 
she literally the kids were screaming and fighting the entire time and scared scared by the scary movie because since they're kids and they shouldn't be there and at one point she took the baby down to the where the screen is and laid the baby on the ground and changed its diaper <laughs> using the light of the movie yeah. reflected down the light reflecting off jennifer aniston's to face to clean this little child's balls wipe the poop of his balls with and I literally was like, it I was like, the perfect no. height. I it know. is the perfect height. I was like, height. no. From the back row, I was screaming, no, no. <laughs> but she couldn't hear me over the kids. Um, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But let me tell you my other dating misadventure. Okay, so I'm on OKCupid, which I like to call OKCupid. Mm. And I just started dipping my foot back into that cesspool. Yeah. And it's already been bit already twice. Already have a fungus. I already have a fungus. <laughs> and I, oh, man. The first one is just an appetizer fungus. Um, there's a guy on there who I met at Outfest briefly, a friend of a friend, and I just remembered his name and thinking he was really cute and I always wanted to date him. And I think I might have sent him a Facebook message once or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're Facebook friends. But I was always like, oh, I want to see that guy again or what do I do? And I might have even asked him for coffee and never heard anything, blah, blah. So he's on there and I'm like, wow, he's in the market. Yeah. So I send him um, a message on OkCupid just – saying hi i met you at outfest you know nice profile whatever and then i went on his and and, and went on his facebook pics because i i seem to remember he, he had met somebody and was dating somebody right mm. so i go on his facebook not only does he have a boyfriend mm. is he in a relationship but there are hundreds of pictures of them canoodling they're so happy dennis like um a photo session yeah no, they did a photo set they did a full on like in a movie where they yeah. had to play lovers for 10 years and yes. so they spent a day doing 10 years worth of and, but they're not casual shots like here we are in hawaii they have a photographer and they're canoodling oh. and like the photos like that, artsy boudoir photos well like i i thought everyone did this but when i was growing up mormons when you get an invitation to the wedding or in a reception, there's always a picture of the couple, like on the, you know, on the farm or wherever it is. Okay, having like, sex through a hole in the Like sheet. lovey couple pictures. Yeah. And you always judge the person that you don't know, like, oh, she did pretty good, or ooh, all right, whatever. Like, um, yeah. and I guess that's not that common in wedding pictures, but it was big in my hometown. So that's what these pictures were, and there were hundreds of them. So I was like, oh, wow, I just sent a message to this guy who uh, has – done his whole star search photo session couple <laughs> montage remember how awesome those star search modeling video things things were she's so great she's got the look those were she's so she's got great. the look um they were, were great great they really predated top model in a big way yeah um but here's the thing that happened okay so i go on okay cupid mm -hmm. or okay cupid and <sighs> okay cupid <laughs> that's where i'm at now <laughs> so the first message i get starts off like this um hey dennis my tivo is stuffed to overflowing with all kinds of stuff but the only thing i make sure i get to every week is fashion police stick it in me i know i'm like yeah. come over and see so that was how he opened right mm -hmm. and then he was like nice profile you know hit me back if you want to chat however that goes so we we chatted back and forth and he is a um writes copy for a trailer house mm -hmm. kind of place um 43, like a reasonable age, nice pictures, cute, um, seemed to have a lot in common, whatever. And we were going to have coffee on Monday, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. My first like Academy Awards Monday? No, this coming Monday. So oh, a few days said, from now. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna, it's we already are, gone or we may wrong. happen. Oh, yes. So he um, emails me today and it's it's a status update, but it's spelled wrong. It's like S T A U S, mm -hmm. status update. And Stais must be French for 
Hope uh, to he. I googled you and I'm out. Um, it's very. This is such a hope to he story. Mm -hmm. So the email said, uh, "Stay us update." <laughs> um, um, I oh, I should just bring it up. I um I just wanted to let you know that um I'm I have a way of you know I'm I'm somebody that overshares a lot. That's one of my many character flaws. And I've been seeing this other guy for quite a while, and I don't feel right about going out on another that's fine date. Um, so uh, I'm not great at multitasking or whatever. So right. you know, if you want to just have coffee as friends. Uh, that's fine. But if you don't, if you don't quote need another effing friend, I, you know, that's fine too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and you know, but I read it and my heart sank because I was like, oh, I didn't start it. I didn't start the fire. Right. You know, and it maybe it's true, but you know but what? You it still feels, got burned. I still got burned. <laughs> but you know what it feels like? It feels like, and this probably main. It's, he's probably telling the truth. But I think there's a chance that he did a little poking around or asked a friend that knew me or whatever because I think we have some yeah. friends in common and decided, mm, no, no. Well, okay, no. May, let's entertain that for a while. I felt, it felt like a rejection. But what if he asked his friends as they were planning, they were getting their white party hotel room plans <laughs> together. Right. And the friends were, they were like, hitting the needle. Right. They were literally tying off and heating <laughs> up the heroin in the spoon. And he was like, oh, this reminds me. I have this coffee with this great guy I can't wait to do drugs with and, and have unsafe sex with. Uh, his name is Dennis Hensley. And one of them was like, whoa, I don't think so. I don't think he does drugs. I've never seen him at a bathhouse. And, and maybe he was like, oh, this, Not a match. this guy's, this guy's going to judge me because there's so much wrong with me. I'm too good for him. He realized you were too good. And uh, he didn't want you. He didn't want that moment at the coffee house where he says things and your face falls and he realizes he just lost it. He just let you get away. Yeah, it was too much. He couldn't handle it. Yeah. What if yeah. it's that, Dennis? It could be. It could be that. I'm sure. I'm mm -hmm. sure. Um, like when I was on the date and I took the guy to Pinkberry and he'd never been to Pinkberry. And I thought, that's why weird. How could you have never been to Pinkberry? It's been around for like three years at this point. And um, uh, he cleared it up. Um, when he said, oh, this is so exciting. And I go, I know your first peer, your first Pinkberry. And he goes, no, I'm getting a, a, my 90-day um, chip tonight. And I went, oh, fuck. Right? And then... That still um, doesn't explain why he didn't know Pinkberry. I go, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, it's supposed to be a red flag when someone is, you know, new in AA or recovery. But yeah. you know what? He's getting his life together, Tony, and don't judge him. And he's yeah. taking positive steps. And he's being part of the solution, not problem, part of the problem. That's good. You should give him another... And then he went on to say... And, uh, yeah, don't be too excited. I've had a bunch of 90-day chips. Let's see if I can make it to a year. That was not impressive. No. And then he buttoned it with, although I will tell you this, um, in my newfound clarity of these 90 days, I've realized um, no more hooking and I'm going to stop doing porn. There you go. And so that kind of, I guess he had just been in a K-hole. And the, missed the prior the three Pinkberry years. Phenomenon. Yeah, he had missed Pinkberry. Wow. Um, because unless maybe if he maybe he had had some Pinkberry stuck up his ass at one point, but yeah, that, he was that working. He used Dennis. a spoon. Maybe yeah. there was a spoon from Pinkberry um, that he and used. And then it was that moment where I was just like trying to still talk myself into maybe being in love with him. And then yeah. P.S. That story is he called me later, and I wasn't cool enough for him to continue dating. Oh, fuck. That guy up. actually took a pass on me. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it was just like that. Maybe, maybe you just like dodged that. a big bullet, big AZ, just... 
alcoholic infected yeah. bullet maybe you don't know you don't know what he's got i know yeah but it was so like wah wah it was such a wah wah i've had two wah wahs i'm just on. so okay, i'm just a half glass full kind of i guy, like Dennis, that i appreciate I'm just it to spin it to the positive but that's how i view the world i have to say my my heart sank when i read that yeah. and like and i don't like that i mean i've had it sink a lot you know in the before in shitstorm 09-10 but not like that kind of like romantic yeah. like that thing because i hadn't really been in that thing that much so what's my okay point? but i have another date cupid. with another guy on saturday night from okay cupid manuel uh, hey i'm already so we'll see about i that might one. stay to the second act yeah you might just sit based on the title I stayed i know right so you know all is not lost but it was it does it does make you but feel like soon they did some research on you and decided i don't know mm. yeah no i don't know People don't. Maybe do, it's true. People don't do no research, Dennis. All right. Well, I may have coffee with them anyway. Um, have you seen Chris Brown's Wiener? Not yet. Is it available for seeing? Yeah, it's on the internet right now, and it'll probably be taken down by the time this podcast is posted. Yeah. Um, it's the it's on delisted, and it's linked from a bunch of other sites. What's the and occasion? It's a picture that he took of himself this weekend in the mirror. His dick is really long. I have to tell you right now. It really looks like one of those clown balloons that they make animals out of when it's deflated, where it's like crazy long and thin. Mm. Um, and um, but you know, there you go. But it's How his hair. Is, his hair is blonde. Yeah, which he just did like last Friday. Yeah. So it's the picture is less than a week old. How does it get it out there? I don't know. Did he he text texted it? a picture of him and his face is in it and his dick, and he texted it to somebody and they leaked it to the internet. Wow. So, wow. Well, that's there you go. that's something good. I feel bad for Oprah because I feel like she's worked hard to have this no network where she's mm -hmm. on all the time, and then Charlie Sheen comes along, scoops her, scoops her, and does it better. She's he's been even on, on radio. She's got her own network <laughs> that's been on now for three months, and there's all not the development, one, not meetings. one catchphrase. No, and Charlie Sheen <laughs> in the, his first interview gave us winning. Um, by winning, um, I love by winning. Yeah, uh, Tiger Blood, the Adonis. Thing. Yeah, yeah, Jeans of Adonis, DNA of Adonis. Yeah, a lot of stuff, and I just feel like yeah, all that, all those fucking development meetings at Harpo. I know, and they were usurped by one crazy mofo. So he's awesome though. Yeah, he's good. I like winning. I'm a winner. He's delivering at every fucking turn, though, in a way that no one else in the media is. No. Charlie Sheen don't never phone it in. No. Never. You know why? He's got one speed. Winning. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> one setting. I was just listening to the Howard Stern interview that he did a couple days ago. And, Jesus. Um, the thing is, you don't even need Stern. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, they're at their best on Stern because he'll, like, really dig it out of them. Yeah. There's no digging. No. That poor girl from ABC that was interviewing him. Terrified. Was literally the wearing a catcher's, a catcher's chest pad and, like, a mask. Where was she Stone was... Phillips or <sighs> one of those guys? Like, yeah. She seemed a little, uh, she was like Dana Perino from, the, you know, Bush's press secretary that got promoted like near the end. I don't know, but she looked like she really, really thought at any moment he might fuck her on a pinball machine. <laughs> you know? Yes. At the pinball museum, which I've been to. Yes. Um, so that's it. Uh, okay. Cupid is, that's where we're at with that bull baloney. I've, there's two celebrities have talked about being on match.com in the past week. Adele, the singer, Oh, right. Okay. Adele is on Match.com. And who else was saying that they're on Match.com? And they both, you know, they have fake 
profiles. Right. You know, they don't say who they are, obviously. Right. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had an OK Cupid with Manuel? Yeah. And then, you know, it turns out it's Wilmer Valderrama or somebody. Yeah. Whoever is the gay Wilmer Valderrama? Well, you know what? I think I get part of why you do it because you want to have something in your life and you want to take steps, but also you want to find out people who are available. Because there's so much like sniffing around. Is that guy at the gym? Oh, he's got that weird, complicated thing, and he's not of it. Like he has that future boyfriend. Yeah, he's got that future boyfriend. Sidecar. That's what the big bummer of these two want was on OK Cupid, mm -hmm. because you're supposed to be fucking available if you're on there, right? And both of my the one yeah. guy I liked before and the other one isn't. They're not available, so that's why I'm <sighs> pissed at them. So there's that. Um, I started with a chiropractor this week. Um, because you know I've been having back troubles yes. forever, and, and anyway, so it's it's good, and she's already helped. Good, but she said the most amazing thing in our first session, and she just you know, I'm with my uh, I'm I'm in a really good place. I'm really just happy. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm happy, which you I'm seem sort of happy, not used to, and yeah. I really like it. The Joan Rivers, it's like. You know how Charlie Sheen um, is hooked on Charlie Sheen? Well, I'm hooked on Joan Rivers. Good. And I snort it, and I mainline it, and I whatever. But I just, I yeah, I just, I mean, you know, I feel a certain level of confidence and competence, and I feel appreciated. And you know what I mean? It's a good way to be in the world. Love um, it. I love it. I love it. I, I know. It's it. a nice thing. And it's, you know, and it's I see it. fragile. It's going to be gone soon. But no, whatever. But I it's, see it. It is not... Um... But so that is not lost on me. But you know, still, I, it's like, oh, if I'm going to do PT, I have to lose a bunch of weight, and no one's ever going to love me. Blah, blah blah blah. I still have a lot of that stuff going on, so never fear. That's the podcast little, you're will still, still a be good. Velvet ragey. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, but this the chiropractor said something about, well, look, all all the benefits are, you know, you, you think of your spine. It's really a tube, like your vertebrae are hollow, and mm -hmm. that, they're like they make a big long tube, and that's where your spinal cord is. But think of it as like that's where the creator, the one who made you, that's where he can put his goodness in you. And if it's kinked, he can't fill you up. He can only fill you to where the kink is. But you need to have it be an open vessel so he can fill you all the way to the bottom. And I'm like, you lost me. Like, let's go back to the part where you're saying that I'm going to sleep better and lose weight. I go, we want to just live in the, let's live there with me and not go to the like spiritual talk about the creator and he who made me is also who's going to heal me. Like, let's not, like, I want you to heal me. I'm writing the check to you. Right. So I'm expecting you to heal me. You know what I mean? And then, um, she says, Oh, you're in great shape. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And she goes, well, we're always our own worst critics. And I thought, no, the other gay guys are way, way more critical than I am. Like, I am not my own worst critic. I think other gay are. guys are. No, gay guys are vicious. We're, we gay men are horrible to one another. And so that expression, you're your own worst critic, doesn't, and that might work for straight people. Cause God knows straight women are so fucking forgiving of straight men. Yes. But God, straight, but gay guys can't. I don't ever want to hear a gay guy say you're you're your own worst critic because it's like no bitch you're my own worst critic. You're my bitch, not to the chiropractor. No, later, to the other, to gay, the other guy. gay guy. But don't you think that other gay guy is coming from self-loathing and insecurity? And don't you think that doesn't the matter? Basis I don't want to know that... why, Dennis. I'm just saying it's right. true. 
But right. yeah, I'm not here to solve the world's problems. I'm just here to point them out. Right. That's an interesting observation. But anyway, I. But feel what do they like... literally say? Oh, you don't look very good. Are you getting a little big? Or what happened to this? Or what do they say things? Or is um, it just you know? I've do had... they cancel coffee dates? What happens? I um I when I was in New York, I thought I'm gonna go on Grinder and have sex with a stranger and have a fun adventure. And Which is just a, a ground for validation yes. and compliments. And the guy showed up and looked at me and went, oh, I don't think this is going to work, and left. I didn't know that story. Well, because I'm, it hurts. Yeah. How about that, Cupid? <laughs> kind of gives you a little perspective, you little asshole. I didn't even get some bullshit excuse about a future boyfriend. He just was like, you're physically off-putting. I would, you're, literally, you're repelling me. You're well, a pellant. Tony, you're one. Of, you're like the best looking guy in every room you go into. Well, and the only thing more nice annoying than that <laughs> is somebody who's not good looking enough. Well, that's okay. Well, then let's change the subject. <laughs> but um, um, I didn't know about that grinder thing. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, that's frustrating. And then, if you want to know the worst part to make it better, I went back on grinder, and um, someone else came over and did the same thing. Oh my it god! It literally happened two times in one night. Oh my God. I, I thought I was going to take that story to my grave, but somehow this podcast, it'll bring it out of you. So, you know I'm how I really talked sorry. about my New York trip was so great, and I had so much yeah. fun with Joan. It's well, a she, miracle. She, it is a miracle. She I didn't disappoint. Yeah, it's a miracle I didn't kill myself in the hotel room the way Edgar did the night before oh I went God. over to her. Like, it was like, that's why Edgar killed himself. He had two people... Turn show up on show up on grinder and that looked at him and were like, "Ooh, you're fat," and left. So there you go. Um, oh my god, I so have to yeah. digest all. Of I know that. it's I'm a really mean story, sorry. but if it makes you feel any better, the next the next night I fucked a twenty year old Asian kid. So happy ending. <laughs> but, happy ending. But there's other stuff to be liked oh, for. No, no. Yeah, you absolutely can't try to get your validation through based sexual on being hot or conquest. Not hot. I totally get that. I totally get that. No, no, no. I understand that. Um, uh, you know, nonetheless. Nonetheless, it does hurt to get have that. You know. Yeah, and like It's equivalent Juliana, to my coffee thing. It's very Juliana equivalent to Rancic said, oh, can I fix you up with somebody? And I was like, sure. And then I opened the Facebook link and he, you know, he's like old and doughy and has like dyed hair and those lady eyebrows that I can't stand and just, and I just wanted to scream, is this what you think of me? Like it just hurts so badly. And I need to just, I need to give that one away. That one, I need to just, you because she just was doing, think, a, she was, she doing was a just thinking, here's a gay guy that right. I think is nice. And here's another gay that I think is nice. She's yes. not aware. The problem with, uh, being gay, and I think LA is particularly true of that. You are constantly acutely aware of what category you're in. Yeah, but don't and say category. Why? Because you hate crazy puns. Yeah, I do. You know where I heard that? I heard that when I was eating at Slender Queens. Of you know course what? you did. You know what? And then you went to Target. Hey. <laughs> um. So yeah, but mm -hmm. you're acutely aware of where you stack up or where you think you do, and um, you know, but everyone does it you know i'm on yeah. i'm on okay cupid going no thanks you know and i've decided not to email back people that i'm not interested in good because i think that there's i don't want to be polite in, yeah there's a weird cruelty i don't know in... we all know that you're either into it or not mm -hmm. and don't i don't know i've decided 
there's some cut to the chasteness about it. Right. That I think I'm going to adhere to. Yes, good. While I'm there. And I also don't think I want to linger on it too long, even if I don't meet somebody. I think I want to do it for a month, maybe, and then You're gonna get, get in and get out. Get in Stealth. and get out because there's certain people, and, and this is really weird. There's certain people that I see on there that I know who are perfectly nice guys, and I've known for years around town, yeah, nope. here and there. And you're like, oh, I know exactly who you're saying, and you just don't want to say his name. Well, no, there's a few people, and you're and you're like, oh, that, yeah, he's so nice. What, yeah, and I, yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes me sad to think about it. Uh, but I, I admire the tenacity, but there's sort of like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Wow. And um, I was at the uh, big gay screening of um, the Adjustment Bureau the other night. And uh-huh. um, we call it the big gay screening because it's a publicist list at Universal that yeah. somebody started. Eddie Egan. Eddie Egan, very nice guy. And I'm not even sure the purpose of it, if it's to build awareness for the films or if it's just to give back to the community. But the list is just a lot of gay guys, yeah, and a lot of hot gay guys, and a lot of gay guys that are like my age. So you go to that thing, and I at first I didn't know that many people. But literally there. everybody goes to the gym first. It's super. Everyone's in a, sh- a shirt that's n- visibly too small. Yeah, and I was there with Brett, and he goes, "Everybody at the screening talks to you like this, like they're looking above your head." Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone it really there is like they were all washed and hot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 so fo- so fun to see the free movies and to connect with friends and there are there is a lot of cute. I took Denise there once and she was trying to meet a guy and she's like, "Where have you brought me?" I'm like, "I know this is not yeah, the place. Yeah. This is not your room, girl. <laughs> Back to the sea, fish. Yeah, it ain't this ain't your night. But you know what? Have all the popcorn you want. You can get the shits yeah. right here in the theater and no one's gonna know. Yeah, but I feel like all of these guys. Maybe it's just me projecting, but I think we're all, a lot of us are coming to that age where it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, we got to get something soon because. But it ain't happening there. You no, would think... not there, but they're all, that's where they are in their lives. It's supposed to be like oil cans where you kind of felt like, remember back in the day, oil can Harry's was like, guys were just nicer. They were kind of like, look, we're all in the valley. Yeah. None of us paid to park. For one fucking night in our life. Yeah. Let's be a little kinder to each other. Yeah. Maybe line dance with a stranger. Maybe grab that fat Tony Tripoli kid and try to get him to two stage. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like guys were always super nice there and it was, you know, and it's sort of like you would expect the gay screenings to kind of have that. But instead it's like gay pride viciousness turned to a fucking up to 11. Really? I yeah. always say hi and have fun well, conversations with people. that's just your life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do feel like I uh, even looking at OkCupid, I look at the guys my age and I'm like, oh, they're middle-aged men. Right. And, and I'm you don't mid- feel like that. I don't feel like a middle-aged man. I know, it's man. weird. And I also feel like I look younger than I am. Not that much. A little bit. I'm just kidding. No, but like I, I feel like I look yes, like when I see like guys that look like middle aged, like Willie fucking Loman. Right. And this is what's happening. I'm a middle aged man. Right. And there's this feeling of like I've got to find someone to love, or it's not. It's going to get harder and harder and harder because of the category system. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. This is a bummer. All right. <laughs> so this one's on you. Um. Um. And I'm probably going to start crying in the middle of Avenue Q tonight because of this. Um, no, I, it, no, it's totally, you're right. It's very, my uncle, who is a fabulous gay, 
um, and who is now 64 years old, years ago, I mean, maybe I was in like college and he was always so fabulous. And after like his last big relationship ended again, we're talking 15. Yeah. Like 15, 20 years ago, he was like, it's really tough for me, meaning him. Right. Because he's like, I'm, let's say he was 50. He goes, first of all, the gay guys my age are dead. They well, were the that, ones that were wiped out. That's what I out. thought about at the screening. I thought, and then look at this generation. The gay guys that are that aren't here. dead. Yeah, he's like our old men. Yeah, and he just never was that. He's always you know young and fabulous and energetic and going and doing. And I always was kind of like, yeah, I get it. But now that I'm 41, I'm like, now I do get it, because there you really when you cross 40, it's like there's these 40 year olds like us. And then there's those 40 year olds and I'm not putting them down, but it's like, there's those 40 year olds that have like been through it and have the weight of the world. Right. Or and, had really demanding jobs all and, their lives. And, and they've accomplished yeah. things and they own property and there's a lot of great, but I mean, it's like, you can see from looking at them across the room that there, there's a substance there that they've earned that they're heavier mm -hmm. and we are lighter. And that's, yeah, it's fascinating. But then, you know, then you hang out with a 22 year old and you go, well, fuck, I'm not this either. So yeah, yeah it's weird. It's, but I don't want that to sound like a complaint, no. but this should, um, <laughs> I'm mad at RuPaul. Why? Well, because RuPaul's Drag Race is a show that I love, and you know how much I love RuPaul. Well, I'm distressed that they've done the Snatch you Game know every time. that when the RuPaul, they did some, it was like a true Hollywood story. It was like a lifetime you know where they do like the someone's yeah. life, a recap. They did one of RuPaul about five or six years ago, and I sat here on watch on the couch, and I bawled because I think he's such a hero and such a champion. And the first time that I met him, I couldn't even speak. And I literally had to email him and be like, I just watched your whatever it was. I want to say it was on Lifetime, but um, a Lifetime Intimate Portrait maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, and I was like, I just love you so much. Anyway – and I've met him a couple of times since, and he's always been really, really nice. Whatever. This year, RuPaul's Drag Race is just a collection of really mean people, a few of which are pretty good at drag. But, like, no one is even – like, even Raja, who's probably the best, sometimes Raja really does just look like a dude with some makeup on. And, and he's mean as a snake. Like – I'm not saying, well, the A-list, that doesn't represent us. And that's a bad represent representation of our community. I don't expect it to represent our community. That's totally cool. They don't yeah. have that responsibility. But it's not even, like, fun, bitchy. It's, like, it makes me sad every week when I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I have not been watching the season um, very much. But that is a bummer. But it I will is. say this. I ran into Ru at a party at Brett's yes. a few weeks ago. And he's always been really nice to me. Very sweet. I think... He liked my book, and he's always kind, like great to me. And I was it's talking to him fault. about the it's, show. It's not, I said, first it's of all, it's not something they've consciously done in production. No. It's they're dealing with the the cast, the hand they were dealt. And I said to him, I said, I hope you're happy. You saved Logo. Yeah. And he said, Thank you. And I said, Is it is the success of the show bringing like amazing talent out of the woodwork all over, or are you finding it hard to cast? And he goes, It's hard. Like he sort of acknowledged that. Yeah. It's hard. There's I not idea. That, there's not a bottomless pool of great people out there. Is the he didn't really come out and say that, but that's the impression I got. I think next season they should do RuPaul 101, and it should all be people that have been doing drag like less than a year. Newbies, and they should actually get lessons from like makeup professionals, 
like America's bring, Next Top. Yes, more like where you're learning right. on the fly, and just for one season, and have the challenges be like this is how you're the style of your makeup, and now you have to do you know the makeup challenges. This sort of like learning yeah. techniques, and really let's get into what the art form of it because i feel like Starting the thing that's missing scratch. on that show is you never actually watch them like make something it's like project runway it's so fun when they're making something and they yeah. abandon it halfway through and they you know and i think that there's some opportunity for that i think that's an, a good idea that would you know it's a good jazz it up pitch. a little but that's, a, that's not a bad idea um i have a talking point okay good a couple of times, and then we have to go because we both have evenings We're at the just theater. Busy lives. We don't have time for this shit. I know exactly. Um, I, a couple of times in the last month, somebody that I've talked to has talked about living in West Hollywood, and oh, I had to get out of there because it was just you know mm-hmm. I had to get away from that. And um, but one guy basically implied that if you live there for more than like two or three years, you either had a drug problem or in recovery or an alcohol problem. Like, like they made it sound like a fucking hell mouth. And I get it. We go there and we go to clubs and we kind of get a vibe. But do, what, how do you think your life would have been different if you had lived there? Because they act like it's be inescapable. Real, really? <laughs> um, they act like it's this inescapable thing. I think that... Underbelly of I think it's so demons. hyper-sexualized that it would take a really strong person i think you could live there and be like it's nice i can kind of walk to get yeah. my coffee in the morning and i know people <laughs> like and that's I say what nice. i think of like when you think could of make it like Hollywood. that neighborhoody kind of thing yes but i think for most and of also us, interpret it as the idea that nobody wants to fuck me yeah that's where i take it but so it'd be its own sort of uh, but i think the most people because dave and alonzo kind of love it and they've negotiated it in a really yeah. healthy way um but i think for a lot of other people, it's like that weird, hyper-sexualized environment where you're constantly feeling not good enough, and oh, I need—I should have put an outfit together, and I'm just running to get a—you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's always showtime, and but people act like it's so seductive. But can't you fucking see right through it? it or, well, it, or do you get a I little think taste of it? Like and that. You... It's the same experience I had in San Francisco. Like, why would you want to live in the Castro and stuff? Well, I think if you come from a town where things people weren't accepting and all that stuff how great to get out of college and then live someplace where you can just be gay 24 7 and not worry about getting beat up and i think there's a huge value there for some people but again it's sort of like living in the dorm yeah that's not the way all of your adult life is probably supposed to be and i think it's an environment not unlike the ships that we used to work on where you have to really make a conscious effort to avoid the obvious pitfalls which are just I'm going to work in a bar and sleep all day and just be go to the gym and bar all night. And that's going to be my life. And that's fine through your twenties. And then it's odd in your thirties and it's a problem in your forties and it's embarrassing in your fifties. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And you see a lot of that. Yeah. And so I, you know, but just a few of the people have been talking about it. Like it's an absolute corrupting it is. thing, period. Like you couldn't live there and live sort of a balanced life. I think life very with nice few people could, and but yeah. I think some people do. Yeah, um, but I was women, just over. Yeah, Russians. Exactly. For example. Russians have it going on. But hey. but not. Yeah. No, I think it's hard for gay guys. Yeah. I think you forget how far from typical you are, which is what's wonderful about you. I mean, you really are so incredibly special, and you're incredibly. No, you're no, no. But from the night I'm, from the day I met you. 
you you're just you're like on this other plane you have this sort of old soul sort of evolvement that is wow. really frustrating but also <laughs> but also i envy all right um, a lot so yeah so i think you could live there and have a great time yeah but okay let's end on a happier note so tuesday night uh doug and john and i went to this thing called the found footage festival mm-hmm. and um it's these two guys that go around buying VHS tapes at thrift stores. It's like stores. a lot of shows that have been canceled. Best yeah. week ever, The Dish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they find that crazy shit that you used to show on The Dish or that we used to do on the Home Video Gong Show. Yeah. And they present it in a really fun way and they narrate it. It's really, they've got it together. So we went to it the other night and there was some crazy shit and we ended up buying the DVD. But there was a DVD that they were also promoting put out by TV, TV Carnage, which isn't them, but they work with them. And it's um, Let's Work It Out, and it's all workout video montages. So we have not watched it yet, but I will report back to you on how entertaining it is. Or is it going to be like the share concert with the shoe where you'll just watch it with other people and I won't even see it? And you won't even see it. So much for ending on a happy note. Oh, fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that... I here's I overpromised that I special know, and there was no Sometimes getting all of those people. You do. You were raised Mormon. You can't help yourself. I can't You're help just it. Just too gracious. So, so folks, this was the comedy couch, and I hope it was um, yeah. a goddamn good one for it you. It was a lot to think about. Um, it was good considering we didn't have post its or preparation. No. Um, but um, we need a sponsor. That's right. We need to take this to the next level. I know. As they say. And uh, frankly, I feel like it's up to you, Couch Potatoes, to make it happen. One of you, Couch Potatoes, that's been listening for free for over a year, works someplace that would want to sponsor the Comedy Couch. And God knows, Dennis and I will fucking promote. That's right. We'll show oh, up. I have a promo opportunity I'll tell you about off So here. that's good. So we yeah. need to get that. So you need fucking to you flesh jack people. Yes. Need to pick up the phone, send an email. We need to get some and I you know, and I don't want product, frankly. Um You want to check. Yeah, we need to take this but also that's right. I want everyone to um continue to support Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm. That's right. It's so neat when I uh when I see Brett and he tells me how many people say that they heard it on the podcast and now they're hooked and the original formula is back and it's better than ever and I just fucking love it and I have so many people hooked on it. So that's very, very exciting. So we And will... also uh, check out the Dennis Hensley Five Pack five on pack. filmbaby.com. It's the DVD of all my short film projects of the last decade. Evie Harris, Shining Star, Screening Party, Tony's in it. Um, really fun stuff. Stuff we've talked about on the podcast. So just go to filmbaby.com and I'd love it. All right, that's it. All right, we love you for listening and we will talk to you next week. Okay, George, take it up another level on the incline. <laughs> Bye. Bye, I forgot about George. <laughs>